Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek, here with my good friend and co-host Ananga Sevier, sharing our 628th episode. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had a slew of posts about personal health concerns in our private Facebook group and in our inbox, so we decided to dedicate our conversation to health anxiety today, specifically healing practices to improve your mental well-being. Welcome back to another episode, Ananga. Hey, Shen. It's always good to share time with you. And this topic is definitely on our listeners' hearts and minds right now. Where do we begin overcoming health anxiety? I think it's a particularly difficult type of anxiety. Our theme for this month before we switch track a little bit was going to be talking about choices in healing and proactivity in healing. So we're really going to respond to health anxiety in that spirit today, in the spirit of there's always something we can do to help. So I think it begins with understanding that health anxiety comes more from the mind than the health side of things. We might have days where we have an ache or a pain, and we're in a good place. We're feeling resilient. We've got things we want to do. We're feeling purposeful. We're in contact with what matters to us in our life, and we might not feel so concerned about something arising in our body. And then we have other days where we feel something or notice something, and the mind really jumps on it with a dialogue and very quickly has a a story of a worst-case scenario, which sends us into a spiral of strong anxiety, which I think many members of our group can really relate to. So I think it really begins with understanding that it comes from our mind more than our body. It's the stories our mind is telling us about what could go wrong. Yes, and it's important that we do not believe everything that our mind conjures up for us. and. Flooding out the fear is one way that you can deal with this when these thoughts come in. And and what I mean by that is filling your mind and your day with as much hope, gratitude, and inspiration as you can. Actively doing healthy things, reading inspiring works, doing the things that you love that make you feel lighter. Yeah. We've talked about this many times, how anxiety can hijack the mind. It's, it breaks in and it really takes up all the space in our head. And it can hold us frozen in fear, especially health anxiety. It's a really difficult one. It just breaks in, takes over all our attention, and it's very hard for us to think of anything else. So if we can make it a daily practice to actively flood out fear with good things. Mm-hmm. A mentor of mine years ago used the example in bringing more spiritual practice into the mind. He used the example of a jar of ink, murky black ink, and then you're dripping milk into it, which is the good stuff coming in. And it kind of looks gray and swirly, but if you keep putting the milk in, eventually the white overpowers the dark and the ink gets flooded out. So it's it's kind of like that in our mind. The more we can put the the good stuff in, the more light we can bring in, the more hope, the more purpose, the more spiritual insight and meaning we can bring into our mind, the more we can flood out the darker thoughts. 
Another thing that really helps is to choose healing action. And again, we're, we're really talking about choice and proactivity and not letting the mind hold us hostage. So that anxiety can hold us frozen in fear. And one way to counter it is to be proactive and choose a healing practice to do every day, even if it's just for a few minutes in the morning. And the benefit with that is it breaks the freeze of fear. It moves the mind and body from inertia, from that frozen fearful state into a positive action. And it's surprising the difference just that one thing can make. The healing practices we choose are so beneficial for reducing stress and anxiety, whatever they might be. I started this the morning today with a wonderful guided relaxation that was just focused on clearing my energy centers. It felt like something that I wanted to do. And most mornings I'm starting with something like that, whether it's uplifting music, a guided relaxation, or a chapter in the book I'm reading. And while that's not directly associated with health anxiety, what I do notice is that I feel lighter and and much better overall throughout my day for having started that way because I started by reducing stress. I started by making an investment, a choice in myself and the day. And these practices are incredibly good for your health. Yeah. It's just countering that mindset and what you're doing is good for health anxiety because it's good for all anxiety. Right. It makes the mind feel more buoyant. It makes it feel more resilient. So we're going to handle whatever thoughts come up better when we started our day by nourishing our mind. Again, it's that thing of maintenance. You know, 10 minutes of yoga every day is better than an hour once or twice a week. Just that daily attention given to healing intent. Yeah, these practices break the freeze of fear. So they move us from frozen inertia to positive activity. They're good for reducing stress and anxiety in and of themselves. They work to help reduce stress and anxiety. They're good for your health. So you're doing something really proactive and positive to look after your body. And they may relieve symptoms too, Mm -hmm. especially symptoms of anxiety. And the practices that we like and recommend and have for years are practicing yoga or Qigong for even as little as 15 to 20 minutes a day. Even 10 minutes is helpful. There are some mornings where I just get the mat out and just do a few postures just to get everything moving and to check in with myself and to be in my body. And that routine is incredibly supportive. I like to mix things up a lot. So doing the same thing every day doesn't work for me. And and if you're anything like that, know that you can switch things up. But if you're the kind of person who would do better picking one thing and focusing on that, then do that. Just make a choice. Choose a routine that you can work with and let it be something that's simple enough to stay with. And then after a while, it'll become a regular part of your life and routine. We do have some recommendations that you might enjoy for Qigong that, um, that you can find online. Daisy Lee is really popular and has a beginner's Qigong for women. 
And I know, Ananga, you like uh, Lisa B. O'Shea as well, and she also provides Qigong courses and classes for women. Yeah, both of them have DVDs available. You can probably find them on Amazon, probably find sessions on YouTube. There's a guy called Lee Holden, Lee Holden Qigong for anxiety. That's definitely on YouTube. If I'm stressed and I do one of their routines regularly, I can feel the benefits immediately. Even if there is something going on with my health, just picking a healing practice and turning to my body with that good intent of, I hear you, I'm listening to you, how can I support you rather than being fearful about what might be going on is uh, definitely helpful. It's finding what you're going to stick to and finding a practice that appeals to you. If you find one video and it doesn't, find something else. Keep searching. (laughs) Absolutely. And it might be yoga. So try a local yoga class if you want some companionship and, you know, real encouragement with a real human being in the same room as you. Or if you want something online in the privacy of your own home, have a look at yogainternational.com. They've got a variety of classes of all different types of yoga, and they're all graded for how simple they are. And both of these practices are so wonderfully calming, and they move the energy in our body. And sometimes that's just all we need to do is clear our energy centers, move things up, shake things up a bit, moving away from freezing or Uh, retreating, and to realize that you don't have to be a superstar. And this doesn't have to be something that is an hour-long investment of your time. Carve out the time that you can and give it a go. One of the most wonderful Qigong teachers I've ever encountered is Chun-Yi Lin, who teaches a system called Spring Forest Qigong. He's certainly worth looking up. And many years ago, he said something that's always stuck with me and always helped me. So I'll share it here. He says, good, better, best. So doing Qigong for five or 10 minutes a day is good. Doing it for 15, 20 minutes a day is better. And best, if you can do half hour to an hour, that's great. But good is still good. I like him as well. And I also like the way that he shows up socially in social media. He's got a a really robust uh, Facebook. It's either a page or a group. and He's constantly sharing different tips, suggestions, and movements that you can learn alongside of him, and he's worth checking out. Here's the thing. When we're worried about our health, we get triggered by our own body. So working with yoga or qigong is going to help us focus on our body with a calm and healing intent. Grounding meditations are also very helpful for our bodies. Having our feet connecting with the earth, there's nothing more important when you're feeling spun than to connect with the earth. Even if that means getting outside for a few minutes, it's better than not getting outside. This is when we talk about gardening, baking, focusing on using your hands, uh, being in the space of appreciating the areas of your body where you're not anxious. When you do that, that helps reduce stress and helps you feel safe and at home in your own body. One of the real big challenges with health anxiety is we can feel stuck with it. 
We've got anxiety flooding our mind and we're anxious about our body. I used to say when I was anxious when I was younger, I wanted to take my batteries out. I just wanted to stop thinking and I wanted to stop feeling. And it was quite terrifying for me to realize that I couldn't do either. But what I did learn to do was upgrade what I was thinking and feeling. And that takes a lot of work. And there's some days where it's easier than others. But anything that helps, any alternative experience to that, feeling like you're held hostage to anxiety or like your mind is flooded with fear and you've got this aversion to your own body, it can make us very disassociated. And it's like we're not in our body properly and we're not able to use our body properly. So anything we can do to get back in there. Get back in our body. (laughs) Yeah. Without fear. So, you know, sometimes we suggest breathing practices and that can feel like a trigger if there's anxiety around breathing. So, okay, don't do the breathing practices yet. You may pick them later down the line. Pick the calm point, pick some qigong, pick some EFT tapping. Try something, anything that helps you feel, okay, I've got a handle on this. That feels a bit better. Let me explore that more. Be curious. Find something that you can try that works for you. And there are many things to try that do help, but we need to persist and we need to have a spirit of really supporting ourselves and getting ourselves in a better place than feeling afraid of our own mind and our own body, because that really is such a difficult place to be. Anxiety Slayer is sponsored by BetterHelp. Isn't it comforting when you're feeling your best and can experience a sense of being in the flow of life? We all prefer to be in the flow, but sometimes life happens and you may need some extra support. When my daughter went off to college in the throes of the COVID pandemic, I found myself in a really challenging place and working with a therapist helped me feel a lot better. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is an excellent option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Slayer today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, Slayer. Before the break, we were talking about getting back in your body through yoga or qigong or grounding practices. And now we'd like to dig in a little deeper to understanding that the problem that we're facing is usually straight-up anxiety, not our health. And according to Ayurveda, the anxious mind is quick to create worst-case scenarios. I know I can relate with that, and I bet you can too. It uses our creative ability to project fear into our future and generate stories of the things that could go wrong. And this exhausts our mind and nervous system, and it reduces our resilience in meeting things where they are and making healthy moment-by-moment choices. Some of the Folks who listen in and are a part of the private Facebook group are telling us that they're concerned about test results coming or having to go in for specific tests at the doctor's office, having symptoms in their body that they don't understand, and then feeling nervous to have to go 
see the doctor. In all those cases, they start to put themselves in that loop of worst case scenarios. And I won't say they put themselves, the mind goes there and the anxiety goes there. Yeah, it's what the anxious mind does. And Ayurveda teaches that there's a body type, which we've often discussed, the Vata body type, which is the most prone to anxiety. It's very creative body type. It puts that creativity when it's out of balance into creating worst case scenarios. And Vata's very quick, a very quick, light mind. So it can do it at lightning speed. And it's a very generative mind. So it can come up with all kinds of ideas of what could possibly be wrong when Vata is out of balance. When it's balanced, we have a much better experience. We're more resilient and our intelligence is in control of the mind and we can direct ourselves to make supportive choices. A balanced mind, when waiting for test results, will be pragmatic. It will think, okay, it's good to get that checked. Hopefully all's well and we'll wait and see. We'll know in a week or two or however long we're going to have to wait. The anxious mind is dreading anything that could go wrong. And it's a completely different experience. And we might experience both depending on how balanced or unbalanced we are. So the real key here is to try and help ourselves be as balanced as possible. There's an ancient Ayurvedic text called the Sushruta Samhita, which describes anxiety as a derangement of the bodily doshas. These are the body types that we often talk about on the podcast. And that disturbance of the bodily doshas affects our nerves and it causes a distracted state of mind. I think anyone who suffers with health anxiety will notice that you're simultaneously pinned by the fear and very distracted and scattered. And it's very hard to herd your mind into, into doing something helpful. And that anxiety can cause both mental and physical symptoms described in the text as including breathlessness, dizziness, feeling faint, fatigue, palpitations, chest pains, headaches, tremors, insomnia, nervousness, digestive disturbance, forgetfulness, phobias, incoherent speech, visual disturbances, and mental confusion. This is a 2,000-year-old text describing all these possible symptoms of anxiety. Mm. That's a lot of disturbing symptoms. It sure is. And all of those symptoms could be something else that we could potentially be concerned about. So something also to factor in is the anxiety itself is causing disturbance and symptoms in our body. And due to our individual nature, we experience the symptoms differently. We may have a few of them. We might have many of them. We might experience them mildly. We might experience them strongly, depending on how anxiety is affecting us. And the symptoms of anxiety alone, that laundry list that you just shared, are enough to cause concerns, especially if we're already worried about our health. Mm -hmm. The first step in calming this kind of anxiety is understanding that the source is our mind and working on developing the understanding that this is primarily a problem of anxiety itself. This is how those fear stories are created. And then taking all the help and action we can to calm the anxiety so that we can move beyond it. 
And if you've been listening to us over the years, you know we're going to keep coming back and inviting you to make a choice. We're going to continue to share with you the modalities that we know work. And it might seem like, okay, Shannon and Ananga are at it again, the broken record, you know, practice Qigong, do yoga, <laughs> get grounded, but it works. And so we invite you to be proactive. Being proactive is a powerful antidote to anxiety. Make a choice. We know that anxiety stems from a disturbed vata dosha. And we've covered how to calm vata in several podcasts and in our online courses. So even learning that, learning how to calm the vata mind, will be incredibly helpful for you. And finally, a key area in calming anxiety is understanding the Ayurvedic teaching that the little acts we perform daily that go against our best interest and strain our mind and nervous system have an effect on increasing our anxiety. This is a key teaching called pragya aparad. It means a mistake of the intellect. Pragya has this word, ya means like intellect, and aparad means an offense or a mistake. It's when we go against our own best interest. So this is something really to look out for if we're suffering from health anxiety, to apply this teaching in, in that area, keep away from scrolling. Once we start looking up symptoms and things that concern us, we're going to see more and more of those things. And YouTube is particularly clever at delivering content from different angles. And what keeps us hooked and looking at things is when we're upset. It's more the negative emotions that keep us hooked in scrolling and looking stuff up. So it goes against our best interests to Google stuff. If we're concerned about something, if we've got a symptom that we feel needs attention, whether we like it or not, we need to talk to a, a qualified healthcare practitioner and get our, our concerns put to rest. But looking at Google, typing into search engines, we're just going to see more and more and more adverts and information that's going to snag our attention in the worst possible way. So that's one way we can go against ourselves. Another thing is looking at things that heighten our nervous system, dramatic viewing. Very often we find it hard to be with ourselves. So we look for distraction. We look for diversion. In Ayurveda, this is another pragya aparad. It's an act against our own interest because when we come away from doing those things, we feel depleted. Our nervous system feels more unsettled. Same with caffeine. It's another act against our best interest. When we're anxious, we need to act in our self-interest, which is increasing the things that help us and calm us, walking, moving, seeking advice and support from somebody that understands anxiety, keeping hydrated switching coffee for a calming herbal tea as much as we possibly can, just embracing those gentle changes that act in our best interest. So it's a really important teaching from Ayurveda, and it's considered one of the primary considerations for good health. So rather than worrying about all the things that might go wrong, we're encouraged to switch out to thinking about, well, what can I do to reduce my chances of illness? What can I do to support my body? Mm -hmm. And just simple things, like more fruit and vegetables, moving, hydration, things we've just 
briefly touched on. Things that we know do us good and the things that we know help us feel good when we've done them. So just having this check-in, is what I'm about to do in my best interests? Am I helping myself or am I increasing my anxiety? Am I helping my health or am I in seeking diversion from anxiety? Am I making choices that aren't in the best interests of my health? Ayurveda is very much about questioning ourselves and supporting ourselves and not making drastic changes, just gentle daily steps where we might think, you know, at the end of this year, I'd really like it if I was walking however many thousand steps a day and building up to that. Or I'd read so many books every year I set myself a reading goal to try and keep myself motivated in reading instead of looking at screens. Find things that help you make choices that support you. And over time, your mind will settle more and you'll feel more resilient and you'll feel more balanced and more able to calmly handle whatever life brings because you have good mental well-being. And every choice turns that jar of ink from black to white. Mm -hmm. Every single choice you make counts. If you want to learn more, you can join us for a deeper dive on our Patreon at patreon.com slash anxiety slayer. You'll also find related resources to health anxiety and how to calm your health anxiety with our online courses, How to Calm Your Fragile Mind and Freedom from Health Anxiety, both available in the Anxiety Slayer Academy at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Thanks for listening. We look forward to coming back with another episode next week.